Welcome to Season 3, Episode 173 of Brody Sports Talk. Today we continue our season recap of the 2021 NFL season. Today we go out to have some barbecue. Some say the best barbecue. And that's going to be in Kansas City. Uh, We are talking today about the Kansas City Chiefs and my chief podcast host uh, on Brody Sports Talk is Caleb Walgren. Caleb, how are you doing? Are we going to do the tomahawk chop today? Uh, I don't think I'll do the tomahawk chop, but I am going to say everything's up to date in Kansas City. They've gone about as far as they can go, which I believe is uh, from the movie Oklahoma. Uh, the music I was so. I was going to I thought that's what it was but I I'm glad you said it. It, uh, it pops so, into my head every time. I can't help it. Sorry, Chiefs fans. I I really dislike it when people sing the Oklahoma song to me when I say I'm from Oklahoma, just because I'm like that's all you know about us. <laughs> but the Chiefs are good, so we'll talk about other positive attributes of the the team and maybe some negative. Who knows? But we'll get there. So, uh, as everyone who's listened to our podcast previously knows, I am a Denver Broncos fan, and the Kansas City Chiefs are in the same division. I'm going to do my very best to not talk negatively and not have the worst attitude against the Kansas City Chiefs because I am an objective, journalistic type of podcast host. Um, So I'm going to start off with establishing the run as uh, as our season recap. And the Chiefs are not known as a rushing team. They are generally a more passing team with their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, um, with their wonderful tight end, Travis Kelsey, and the other troop of people who uh, catch passes. But last year, the leading rusher for the Chiefs was Darrell Williams. Had 144 rushes. 558 yards, and then right behind him was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire that uh, they recently drafted just a couple years back. He had 119 rushes for 517. So, altogether, there was over a 1,000-yard rushing when it comes to the running back. I think one of the issues that comes with the Chiefs is they do not establish the runner. They, They abandon it very early. So... Um, we all know what works in Kansas City. If you've ever watched a, a Chiefs game with Patrick Mahomes at the helm, it seems like every time that Patrick Mahomes is not throwing the ball is kind of a wasted down. Um, the issue with that is once everyone knows what's going to happen and they abandon the run, well then Patrick has to run for his life. He has to make some of those circus throws and does get to get himself into trouble. If the Chiefs in the future can um, get a run game going, get the uh, those pass uh, pass blockers into run blockers, and at least take some pressure off of uh, the quarterback position, the tight end position, the wide receiver position, where they are able to. I, I'm not saying they're gonna they're going to be you know the best rushing team out there, but I think you definitely have to get a, a running back into the eight and nine hundred yard range, at least one 
um, in a 17-game season. So uh, I think they need to establish a run in the uh, in the future. This last year they had a couple of 500-yard rushers, and uh, we saw where it got them. They're still in the playoffs, still in the AFC Championship game, um, but um, it's going to have to change soon. So, Caleb, anything to add to establishing the run for the Chiefs? I mean, I think you hit everything that I would pretty much touch upon. It's one of those things where I would say it's not out of the ordinary for Andy Reid to kind of abandon the run and pass True. first. If you can get little tight end screens to pass catchers, that's where you can potentially make up some of those plays in a different way. We've seen that happen more and more and more. And I, I feel like that's a, an appropriate time to transition into our next category, which is golden hands. He's a so, professional, folks. He knows how to segue. With golden hands, there's two people that you have to bring up when you're talking about the Chiefs. And that's Tyreek Hill, who had 111 catches for 1,239 yards and nine touchdowns. And then, of course, the still fairly young tight end, Travis Kelsey, 92 catches, 1,125 yards, and nine touchdowns. Could we also talk about the fact that Hardman and Pringle both went over 500 receiving yards as well? Yes, we could. Um, you know, Josh Gordon wasn't able to see the field because everyone else was too good. Yes, absolutely. So, it's interesting. You know, Hill has been doing it pretty much since he came into the league in this offense. Uh, I think he's a faster version of exactly what Andy Reid wants at wide receiver. Someone like a Jeremy Macklin, uh, thinking back to his old days as the Eagles head coach. Uh, and then using the tight end. I mean, these receivers are all fast. I mean, Hardman is fast, Pringle is fast, Marcus Robinson is fast. He goes out there, gets players who can move, and then he gets Travis Kelsey, who's pretty much immovable, to go out and go get those third down passes that are contested. It's crazy. I don't feel like I'm breaking any news with any of this stuff, but it's one of those things where I just have to really give credit because you would think doubling Tyreek or trying to, you know, have make Kelsey chip at the line, you know, how how do you give up, you know, 200 catches between these two players every year, basically, yet you just, you don't really have another option. You, they're going to get open, they're going to get schemed open, Eric Bianami does a great job as the OC, and it's what the Chiefs are built to do. Uh, Derek, anything you want to add there? No, I think you did a great job. I, I I do wonder how these guys get as open as they do. So you are going up against professional cornerbacks, professional safeties, um, even professional linebackers in, in some cases, who, are, who, who circle the Chiefs on their calendar every year because the Chiefs have been good for four or five years now. Um, and yet, somehow, um, like you said, Kel, uh, Tyreek Hill had 1,239 yards. Um, you would think that he would be shut down and someone else would uh, would get those. Kelsey being out there, like like you said, it's, it's great. 
uh, a great scheme and Andy Reid knows how to do things. So let's, uh, let's move over to filling up the sacks with the Kansas City Chiefs and not really known for their, for their defense. I mean, they are kind of the old style bend but don't break how the uh, Indianapolis Colts, when they had Peyton Manning, that their style of the offense is going to come out here, they're going to score in a minute and a half, two minutes, and as long as we keep the other team from getting a touchdown, we've done our job. But that being said, Chris Jones, the defensive tackle, still had nine sacks last year, and Frank Clark had four and a half. Those are still really good numbers. Um, across the entirety of the, of the team, you still had 31 sacks by the team. That's, that's pretty good, and that means that one of a couple of things is because your offense is doing so well, the other team has to sit back and make those longer throws, which leads to more time in the pocket, which leads to more sacks. And that also means that you're having to, um, your defense is out there um, getting more possessions because the, the offense does score quickly. So a great, uh, once like once again, we talk about the offense, but the defense is, is pretty good out there and it's still, filling up the sack numbers. What do you think about this, Caleb? I do think that it is very interesting because it's a little bit of a two-headed situation. They did only get 31 sacks. I'd like to see more. That's a little bit under two a game. But it's not for lack of trying and attempting. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo in his system, he likes to go after the quarterback a lot. It's really all based off of pass rushes and blitz. And they ended up having 91 quarterback hits in addition to those 31 sacks. They just need to be able to convert a little bit more often. I do think that when you look at the defense, when you look at players like Chris Jones and Frank Clark, they are the ones setting the way. But people like Michael Dana and Jaron Reed really need to be converting some more of those quarterback hits into sacks. And let's face it, there's corners, safeties, there's people from all over different positions on the field that were getting after the quarterback. It was not for a lack of trying. The Chiefs were really invested. Like I said, it's the scheme. Spagnola wants to get the quarterback and shake him up. And I think they were frequently there. They got the quarterback hits. They just probably wish they could have filled up with several more sacks than they did this year. Great point, Caleb. And if you want to invest in uh, the Brody Sports Talk universe, we have another episode coming out today where we're talking about the March Madness preview, the NCAA tournament uh, for college basketball. So go ahead and listen to that. And give us a uh, listen on that. Give us a like if you uh, if you like that kind of content uh, leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform and if available uh, give us a review on there if you leave us a review and it doesn't have any dirty words in it we'll go ahead and read it on next week's uh, podcast in one of our episodes so uh, if you want to reach out to us and tell us where we're wrong uh, all those Kansas City Chiefs fans out there um, 
I see you out there, Kyle. I know you're listening. Um, we, we used to go back and forth when it came to Broncos versus Chiefs. Um, go ahead and reach out to us on our Twitter, at Brody Talk. And if that link and all of our others are on our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Brody Talk. So on behalf of myself and Caleb, do me a favor and have a wonderful day. Bye.